0: Welcome to My
1: Good Nanny Radio, MGN Radio, the best show on blog talk radio for
0: family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Radio, and it's Thursday, June 4th, and it's about 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time, and we're so glad that you're joining us this morning. Um I got my tea, my hot tea, and I'm ready to rock and roll. I know for, for some people it's coffee, but for me, I have to have hot tea. Oh, so. Today's show, I know a lot of our listeners are like, oh, Thursday at 9.30, what's going on? But we had to get this interview in with Denise LaRosa, and so this is a special time, and sometimes we do it for our guests. For those who might not know about MGN Radio, MGN Radio is an extension of My Good Nanny, and we interview everyday moms and dads, celebrity moms and dads, Parents, anybody that's of interest to the parenting community, we are the number one show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. And thanks to everybody who joined us last night um, for the amazing interview with Linda Evans, the um, CEO of Swag Essentials. You know, her she was on Shark Tank. Um, In one night she went from $54,000 in sales to $100,000 in sales after being on Shark Tank, the the hit show on ABC. And it was just amazing to hear her journey. So that's also, as with all our shows recorded, so you can go to My Good Nanny, our Facebook page, and click the link and check it out. But today's show, we're really, really happy. We're getting to chat with Denise LaRosa, From Mom Talk, and you know, I have to give her her fabulous MGN introduction. So, she's the founder and host of Mom Talk, a podcast designed to motivate, inspire, and inform other moms. Denise utilizes her parenting experiences and background as an elementary educator with a master's degree in education to bring mothers invaluable resources and information on parenting. Mom Talk with Denise LaRosa. Peaked at number two, new and new and noteworthy on iTunes, and has recently landed in What's Hot. She has many past guests, you know Carrie Wilkinson, the Barefoot Executive, Kim West, aka the Sleep Lady, and many more. And soon I will be featured on the show. Yeah, I can't wait cuz that comes out. And she's a wife and a mother of two girls, a mom, mother of girls. And she received her master's degree in elementary education from Carlo University in 2008. So let me connect Denise. Give me a second, and we'll and we'll get started. We're just trying to connect now, so she can. We can hear what she has to say. And so while, that's, while we're waiting on the connection, I just wanted to, again, I mentioned it on yesterday's show, so I want to mention it on this show, about the, um, the show on Fox. Go to My Good Nanny Facebook page. There's a show on Fox um called Lucifer and it's basically trying to show the devil in a light that's not representative of the Bible and what we've learned about Lucifer and the devil. We have a petition, um we're joining forces with um American Family Radio, as well as One Million Moms, which if you haven't heard One Million Moms, it's a group for moms and our voice is very heard. And and so we're we're trying to stop Fox from from you know doing the show. So You'll see this petition on My Good Nanny Facebook page, and we've also tweeted it out. So find the petition and help us stop this show um, on Fox. Um, Denise, are you with us? Okay, we are having morning technical. Hello, hello, Denise. Hi, yay. Hey. I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you everybody for being patient. Yeah. Monday morning. But well, let's jump right into it because of time these things go by so fast. So Denise just I gave you the introduction, but just kind of chat and, and give like a brief um kind of introduction from your point of view to our listeners.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your fabulous show, Tassi. I absolutely love it. And I am pretty much a an everyday mom and so I found myself pregnant with baby number two while uh, and my children are actually 21 months apart and so I was overwhelmed to say the least and so I just found myself feeling like all alone in this journey of motherhood although I'm very blessed to have an amazing mother that's so supportive but the things that I was going through her youngest is me and I'm 34 so Needless to say, uh, as wonderful as she is, there were a lot of things going on that was kind of even hard for me to connect with my own mother. So I found myself using my gifts of gab and writing to start a mommy blog and then from there I was a huge fan of podcasts. And so one day I was listening to a podcast and it just just was planted in my
0: spirit to start a podcast for mom. So that's the backstory. Wow, I love it. I love it. And I like that you said. And for those who might be online right now, you can go to Denise N. LaRosa, L A R O S A dot com and check out her website. And you see about her podcast, her mommy diary, her experience as a teacher, everything. But let's go back to this podcast because a lot of moms are like, okay, what? It sounds easy, but what, what does it entail? Can you share a little bit about what it entails to kind of start a podcast? Sure,
1: absolutely, Tossie. Um, I remember when that dream was planted in my spirit, I was like, where do I begin? So I'm so glad you asked that question. So basically, um, you just need minimal startup costs and minimal equipment. And for me, I started with the bare bones. I literally had an audio recorder and I would meet people in person to interview or via conference call and just record these conversations that I was having with amazing mothers, amazing people that uh, were a valuable resource to mothers. And from there, I uh, started on Blog Talk Radio. I absolutely love Blog Talk Radio. It's very easy to use, even for me who's technically challenged. And so I just put these amazing interviews. I uploaded them onto Blog Talk Radio. I started off there. And then from there, I am now on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean and it's just a matter of you know, recording these amazing conversations and literally uploading them. I know that sounds simple but it, it really is. I mean there's of course more to it but I just think podcast is a wonderful, wonderful platform no matter what your vocation is or what uh, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever your business is or any in general. It doesn't even have to be business related. If you have a topic or a mission that you're very, very, very passionate about. I feel like uh, the wonderful platform of podcasting is just amazing because there are millions, I believe it's up to 39 million people a week listen to podcasts, so
0: it's really the new way of communicating. Yeah, wow, we love that. I told everybody to always get a pen and paper because you're going to learn some nuggets from our guests. And That's amazing, so it doesn't really take i mean it's work, but it's not that hard to do a podcast because we hear that all the time about podcasting, and so that's good you kind of broke it down for us and your podcast do you, do you do it weekly monthly how does what's the schedule of your podcast in case some of our listeners want to want to check yours out? Yes, absolutely. My shows debut
1: weekly every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, as you know, Tossie, the wonderful thing about podcasting and online radio is that once they're recorded and out there in the universe, they're there forever. So I have right now 33 episodes, I believe, under my belt uh, that are actually, you know, out there in the universe. And, of course, I've done a lot more that will be released Weekly. So, yeah, I debut every week with a new episode, and there's a nice collection of about 32 episodes now that people can listen to immediately. Awesome, awesome.
0: Well, let's talk about your teaching experience because a lot of moms, you say on your website and, you, you know, you quote, a mother is her child's first teacher, and I totally agree. A lot of new moms and pregnant moms and, you know, divorced moms, single moms, all kinds listen to m g Radio. So can you kind of share your thoughts on motherhood and being, you know, what your thoughts were on teaching um, for our kind of listeners um, to kind of get a grasp of your experience, but also kind of some nuggets that you want to share. Sure, absolutely. I
1: am so passionate about just what you said, that a mother is her child's first teacher, even beginning in the womb, singing to your baby, reading to your baby, loving your baby first and foremost, and just modeling that love. I. As a teacher, I came across some parents who were intimidated by education. Perhaps they didn't have uh, the level of degree or education that I did, or they had a negative experience with school. And I just had to reassure parents all the time, in particular mothers, that it doesn't take this big, fancy degree to educate your child. Just model the love of learning model uh, the excellent behavior that you want your child to achieve in life and then also exposing your children to learning experiences and opportunities such as taking your child to the zoo or going for a walk in the park. And everything is a teachable moment. I mean, even when you're driving in the car, oh, look at the trees. What color are the leaves? And um, even whenever I was prepping my youngest child's bottles, I would have my oldest with me, and we would uh, count the number of scoops of formula I was putting into the bottles. I mean, if you just look at the world as a teachable moment, as just a big classroom, it just really changes your perspective and your approach in parenting, and like I said, you don't need to have this big degree to impart lifelong learning, lifelong love of
0: learning, and it's just really as easy as that. I love it. And, Denise, I love that you said that a lot of times people think it takes a lot of money for children to be happy or educated, and it doesn't. I mean, like you said, parks are free. Reading is free. Um, and I love that you say that, that every mom can, you know, really contribute to their child's life. That is that is awesome. We are live with Denise La Rosa um she is the founder and host of Mom Talk. We are going to we have to pay some bills but we're going to be right back in less than 2 minutes. Thank you. Register now for the 5th Annual Dare to Aspire Conference for Women and Mom Entrepreneurs. This 2-day event is being held in Atlanta, Georgia on Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th. Check out d2aspire.com. Early registration is on sale now. Limited quantities are available. Register now at d2aspire.com. Hair Yum is the fastest-growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash, cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at hairyum.com. Take the challenge, go vegan, get Hair Yum at hairyum.com. That's h-a-i-r-y-u-m.com. Your hair will thank you for it. Awesome. We're back live on this Thursday, lovely morning, I'm with Denise Larosa from Mom Talk. Um, Denise, we were chatting just about how it's important for, you know, parents, moms, um, and dads to know that they're their parent, their child's first teacher. What do you say to those moms who, you know, like yourself, had babies close together, they're working a full-time job, you know, maybe they are divorced or single, um, and they might be even suffering from, you know, postpartum depression just because everything's on them and they're you know, they're just confused and, you know, alone and frustrated. Can you share any tips to kinda of help or inspire those moms? Yes, Tashi. I'm so glad you asked this question.
1: I I I feel you first and foremost is what I say to mother. <laughs> I, I'm there just because I have this show and the and the blog you know, don't get it twisted. I am not leading a perfect life because there's no such thing as perfect. And so I love this quote by a woman by the name of Jill Churchill, and it goes like this. There is no excuse me, there is no perfect way to be a mother and a million ways to be a good one. I say that over and over and over again to myself because a lot of times as moms, we feel this pressure to be perfect or to be like, you know, our neighbor, you know, or our best friend or even our own mother and grandmother. And the truth of the matter is you are you, and God ordained you to be the mother of your children because he knew that you with your special unique personality, experiences and skills were the perfect mother for your child or children. So, just rest in that and just um put one foot in front of the other knowing that there's no such thing as perfect just try to be the best mother that you can be and hey the best mother that you can be today may be different than the best mother you can be tomorrow just do the best you can and take it one step at a time and then I would also really really uh suggest to moms in particular single mothers or mothers who are feeling all alone in the world. And you don't have to be a single mom to feel all alone in the world because I'm a married mom and I've been there uh, on a daily basis. And so I would say to just really reach out. There are so many free resources such as this online radio show, my podcast, Mom Talks with Denise LaRosa, and then face-to-face there are a lot of free resources, a lot of mothers, Have uh, There are a lot of mom groups out there. And with the Internet, it's so easy to search in your area for mom meetups and different events that maybe you won't even have to cost, but where you can really just fellowship and build a community around other moms who are going along on the same journey.
0: I love it. Excellent advice. And something you said is really important that I want to harp on because a lot of people or the world think sometimes when you're married and you're a mom, you don't face any challenges. And, you know, I love my single moms, and I know it's hard, but for married moms, just because you're married doesn't mean you don't suffer through postpartum depression, doesn't mean that you're not doing a bulk of the work um, when it comes to raising a child. And, you know, I think all moms, you know, suffer or, you know, have a a lot of things on their plate. So I like that you said that as a married mom, you also felt alone. Because a lot of, you know, people always say, oh, you got a man, you got a husband, you're fine. But no, it's it's still a lot to raise a child. And moms, let's face it, we do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to kids, although there are some great dads that do step in. So I love that you said that, Denise. Yes, if you don't mind me adding to
1: that, Tati, I'm so glad that, you know, that resonated with you because... Uh, my my husband is amazing. He's a great dad. I always tell him, you know, I knew you were going to be a great father, but you truly exceeded my expectations. But with that being said, uh, this pretty much almost went viral. I guess you could say it did go viral, a blog post that I wrote, uh, How I Almost Lost My Best Friend. And so bringing children, I never like for people to, you know, blame children for their issues in life. A lot of times you'll hear things like, oh, well, you know, having children is stressful or having children to our marriage apart. No, you know, the children have nothing to do with that. You are responsible as an adult, especially in you being responsible for, for bringing that child or children into the world. You just have to make adjustments. It's you that has to make the change or it's you that's changing. And so there's also that element too, Tossie, where it can really take a toll on marriages and it. There was a season, and I'm sure we'll have another season like that, where it really was challenging our relationship as husband and wife. So, yes, I think we all have different challenges, different uh, joys, but that's kind of what connects us because there's a common thread
0: with motherhood that is really beneath the surface. I love it. And I love also I want to chat about um Parents, I like that you said you own. A lot of times you hear parents say, oh, I could have been this, but I have, you know, the five kids and I couldn't do it. You're an adult. You made decisions. And nowadays women are just doing so much with kids. And it's difficult. It's tough. But I don't want people to feel like self-pity. Oh, I have a child. I can't do this or that. Women with kids are doing amazing things out there. And there's no limitations when you put in hard work and really, really go for it you know? Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yay. We are chatting mm-hmm. live with Denise LaRosa talking about this mommy stuff and everything. Now, um, Denise, I wanted to chat with you just about, um, you know, the whole children and child care and, you know, the whole um, experience with No Child Left Behind. Uh, there was an article a couple weeks back about kids not being able to read on the fourth grade level. I think it was in the state of Louisiana and public schools and just the whole, um, the horrible um, effects of just, you know, not children in schools not being able to read at certain levels. Um, can you share your thoughts on No Child Left Behind first and then your thoughts on what, um we as a community or, or you know, moms as a whole can kind of do to make sure that every child, you know, is able to read and write, um, you know, at the appropriate level without having to pay thousands of dollars to go to private school, you know, public school. Um, Can you share some thoughts on that? Sure. Uh, education is a
1: topic that really gets me going. So I will... Whew, where do I even begin with this? Well, no child left behind. Here's the deal, Tossy. I feel like uh, lawmakers, politicians may be a little naive to think. I think there were good intentions with this. I think that um, everybody came to this hopefully with the child's best interest at heart. But I think what often happens is that we as adults, policy people, lawmakers, what have you, we're making all these decisions with children and we're leaving the children out of the process. And that really is what gets to me as as an educator. And so I feel that while it's really a situation where everyone meant well, we need to oftentimes take a look and make changes where we see something not working. And so I think also with that being said, At the end of the day, going back to what I said earlier, is we as parents are first responsible for our child or children's education, period. So we cannot, as with everything in life, we cannot just totally and solely rely on the government for our answers. We have to take our child's education into our own hands and lay the foundation for them to love learning and have those opportunities to learn like I had stated before. So with that being said, I feel like as parents, again, just providing those opportunities to learn, those experiences, and also modeling that you love learning as well, no matter where you are as far as your education is concerned, I mean, whether you – dropped out of high school or you have a GED or you have a law degree, whatever it is, you can just show that you love to learn and model that for children and go through that journey with them. So that, I feel, is really important. And so, again, I would just say to just try to, no matter what's happening with the policies, just know that you have the power to advocate for your child's education So even on the local level, if your child's school, if there's something going on that you don't, maybe you're not in a private school, but you're in a charter school or a public school, you still have a voice. You need to advocate for your child. If there's something going on that you don't agree with or you don't like, you have a voice and your voice matters. Trust me, as a teacher, your voice matters. I mean, a lot of times I would take things to my principal or principals at the time and You know, with all due respect, they respected me, they listened, but when a parent spoke up, I would oftentimes tell the parents, listen, I will take this to the principal, but I highly encourage you to let the principal know yourself, things will change when the parents are not happy or
0: when the parents see a need for change. You are so right, Denise, you are so right, and parents sometimes don't know that they have a lot of power. And even at at my kids go to private school, and even private schools are not perfect. So even private schools and public schools, you still have to be on and very involved as a parent with your kids. And, you know, go there and talk to the teachers, get to know them, and let them know when there's something that you don't like or you feel your child is not, you know, given the right opportunity to learn. You know, make sure you, you voice your opinion. I love that. Great advice, Denise, great advice. We are live with Denise LaRosa. A couple of, um, when we hear your name, LaRosa, could you share your background, like um, where you're from originally? (laughs)
1: Sure, I love this. Oh, my goodness, this was one of the perks of marrying my husband, Tossie, okay? Like (laughs) I love his last name. My last name before getting married, was so bland okay it was lewis l-e-w-i-s so i was denise lewis now my dad was going to name me daphne nicole thank the lord he changed his mind (laughs) no offense (laughs) if there's any daphne's out there but i like denise and so Rosa is italian and so my husband yeah it's really neat because my husband's great great grandfather i believe is full-blooded was full-blooded italian and his family, uh, the LaRosa side, actually resides, uh, the majority of them reside and come from Florida, uh, Jacksonville, actually. So I, I can't take any credit for it. It's all my husband, and I thank him for it. It's one of the many perks to being married to Mr. Jason LaRosa.
0: <laughs> oh, love it, love it, love it. Now, um, Denise. Um, I wanted to chat with you, um, and time is flying. We only have a few minutes left, but I wanted to get some questions in. What would you say have been the biggest challenges of being a mom, a new mom, and how do you cope with them? Wow. One of the biggest
1: challenges for me is just staying in my lane and walking and charting my own path. Because when even before the baby arrives, as soon as you – Let the world know that you're pregnant, all of a sudden, everybody becomes an expert. Okay. Like you're just getting bombarded with this is how I did it, and my kids turned out fine, or this is what you should do. And it's just a lot. You'll hear a lot of noise sometimes. A lot of people stand in my truth and stand um, and stay true to myself and true to my children and do it my way, my style. I love my mom and my grandmothers. They were incredible women and set excellent examples. And so while I have a little bit of, you know, that flavor going on, I also have my own parenting style and just be confident in it. And then also I feel like, you know, there's that aspect of it. And then also just really, again, being the best mother that you can, but not putting that stress, or strain on yourself, and staying in the moment. Sometimes as mothers, we're so busy, and we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing laundry, we're, you know, just taking our children to day uh, child care or we're running back and forth to a soccer game, whatever the case may be. But the most important thing is you need to stay in the moment. People say time flies, and I was getting so tired of people saying that whenever uh, my first child was born, they're like, oh, enjoy these moments. They go by so fast. But it's so true. And so I think a lot of times mothers, we're so busy doing, 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 we need to stop and just be, just be in the moment. Look into your child's eyes. Listen to your child. Take those moments and just soak them in because it is true. These times go by so fast.
0: Wow, great, excellent advice excellent advice um now we're chatting with Denise Larosa she's the founder and host of Mom Talk and I love it Denise that you have your podcast up and people can go to your website deniselarosa.com and kind of check you out and see your your um information and your podcast and everything how did you come up with the name Mom Talk like what what did you do like what's the background behind the name of your of your show Your podcast title. Oh, yeah. It's
1: so funny, Tossie, because I, (laughs) the gift of gab runs in the family. Let me just say, my mom, my grandmother, we're loud, we're fun, we love to talk, and it's meaningful talk. We're not gossips or anything like that. But uh, my grandmother was, uh, I miss her dearly, she was a minister. My mom, she also had a profession where she was actually uh, servicing. Uh, I hate to even call them inmates. We call them the ladies. She was a case manager at a a federal prison for women. And so it's just more of a ministry I see this as. And so I think of girl talk, and so that's where I got mom talk. So some people are like, what do you mean, like that mom talk where you're pointing your finger in your your child's face? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like, you know, when you have a good old-fashioned girl talk with your girls, your girlfriends, you know, and this is like, having a good old mom talk, like we're having right now. So that's how I thought of it, is just having and engaging in a fun, loose conversation, but it also has meaning to it, and you can take away a lot of inspiration and information.
0: What piece of advice, or this could be more than one, that you wish you knew when you before you had your baby that you know now, that you would like to share with other moms um, that are on this amazing journey of motherhood? Mm, One thing I wish I knew.
1: I actually wrote a blog post, and it might be a little redundant, Posse, but I wrote a blog post a little while back that said, I wish I knew, and again, I'll go back, how to feel. Just feel emotions. You know, in the beginning, I was so overwhelmed and so into doing everything right and, you know, taking care of my child, which is good. That's amazing that, you know, we want to nurture a lot of our children provide for them in the best way we can. But, again, just feeling, just being in the moment, I wish I had known that it's going to be so overwhelming that sometimes you're just numb or you just want to crawl in the corner and cry. And guess what? Feel those emotions. You know, you're allowed to crack, but don't crack too much. You know, but you're allowed to just get feel that sense of overwhelm, but don't stay there. Quickly regroup, find you know a friend or your your mother, your grandmother. Again, that community. A uh, pop in a podcast episode, a mom talk, or in the end, you know, and just <laughs> get rejuvenated quickly and keep it moving but it's okay you know like when i saw my mom and my grandmothers i thought that they were just perfect they had it all together and it wasn't until as an adult i remember one of the last things my grandmother told me was you no one has any idea of how often i've cried or the tears i've shed and she was such a strong woman i had no idea that she had those moments but It's okay to have those moments as long as you don't stay in that moment too long and just address those emotions and keep going.
0: I love it. I love this. I love it. We are chatting so many pieces of nuggets of information. We're chatting with Denise LaRosa. My last question is actually about um, a post that you shared um, regarding um, school lunch lady being fired after providing lunches for kids who couldn't afford them and the story was just so unbelievable that it happened. Um and um I'm not sure what the what the current situation is with the with the lady that was providing lunch for the kids but um can you share your thoughts on that? Being that you were in the education system, you were a teacher, um what are your thoughts on, on what she did and how the school handled it? Oh my goodness.
1: I <laughs> This just blows my mind, Hossie. Now, the school the school did what the school has to do, okay? She did break the rules or the law or whatever the policy is She by feeding these children who did not pay for lunch. But let's use common sense here. No child should go hungry. And there's so much food that goes to waste, Hossie. I saw it at lunch. It broke my heart because the food would just get thrown into the trash. And I personally, and I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I personally, Tossie, have given my own lunch up um, more, um, quite a bit. (laughs) Okay, you know, I've given children my own lunch. I have paid for children's school lunches, and it just was so heartbreaking because my mom, really came from meager beginnings, and she just said, wow, I wish there was a free or reduced lunch program when Mm -hmm. I was in school. And I'm trying not to cry, but she said she would go hungry so many days. She would go hungry. And how can you, I don't care what policymaker or politician or lawmaker put that into place, how could you, could you really look at a child and let them go hungry? If you can, then shame on you. These people, again, that a lot of times make these laws, these policies, and whatnot, they are not on the front line. They're not the ones that have to deny a child a meal. So shame on you. Shame on you for thinking that's okay. With that being said, again, we as parents, even if you're not a parent, if you're a grandparent, or you're just a person in the community that loves children, we have voices. You know, I love that this um, hit the airwaves here locally in Pittsburgh because, you know, it's shedding light on the situation. And I hope as a result, and I'll keep you posted, I hope as a result that some changes are made. We have power, more power than we think we have as parents, as caregivers, even as members, citizens, members of our community. So when you see something like this going on, step up is a shame.
0: It is a shame. I totally agree because I've been at places where food is just thrown away. I mean, it's just like breaks my heart. It's just like thrown away, thrown in the trash, and I'm just like there's so many homeless people, there's so many hungry people or even forget that, just focus on the kids in the school that are hungry and you know, sometimes they forget their lunch and it's I don't I don't know. I think what you said is right. The people making the decisions are not in the front line or more parents don't attend these meetings and get involved and join the PTAs and all that to make their voices heard and maybe change some of the, the rules and laws that put in place. Yeah, it was very disturbing. I was like, OMG. Yeah, this is really happening. I yeah, it was, it was very, very disturbing. Well, Denise, I want to turn quickly to another venture. Right quick, I want to make sure that we give you time to talk about Tyra Beauty. Can you share what you're doing? And for those moms or, or women that might not know what Tyra Beauty is, can you share your other venture that, that you're now partaking in?
1: Sure. Now, I am uh, an independent beauty trainer for Tyra Beauty. Tyra Banks actually has a cosmetics line out there that is amazing. It's not just a cosmetics line. it's a It's a cosmetic experience. It's so much fun. It's so easy to use. And so I just encourage people to explore the site. Um, It just launched not too long ago. So you can go to www.tyra.com backslash momtalk and check it out. I think that you will be pleasantly surprised and intrigued, and I encourage you to contact me if what you see interests you, if you want to learn more, because I just really, truly admire Tyra Banks as a woman and as a businesswoman and it's just a lot of fun. I think it has a great future ahead of
0: itself. I love it. I love it. Now, as we end this show, Denise, thank you so much for being on our on our radio show. I know you have a busy schedule being a mom of two girls. Um, so can you tell our listeners how they can reach you, how they can connect with you? Um, can you share your, your information, please? Sure.
1: Again, you can go to my website. It's www.denise, D E N I S E N, for my middle name, Nicole, La LaRosa, L A R O S A dot com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Denise and LaRosa. Somebody had taken Denise LaRosa, so that's why I have to plug in the middle initial there and also on Facebook Mom Talk with Denise Larosa. I'm there as well. I'm also on Pinterest and Instagram, but those are like the main spots where you can find me and on iTunes, Stitcher. I'm I mean it's so easy to find Mom Talk with Denise Larosa. We are um in the kids and family category, but even if you just search and key in Mom Talk with Denise Larosa before you can even finish typing, it usually pops up in the search engine. And so just find us there. I encourage you to Tune in, subscribe, be sure to rate and review. Tell me how it's working for you. Tell me what you have gotten from it, if anything. And the show really, that's the foundation. It really comes from the listeners. I listen to you, I get your input, and I, you know, really choose guests and topics that are really relevant and important to you.
0: Awesome, awesome. the I hope you have a fabulous Thursday morning. And thank you so thank much you. for being on MGM Radio. Have a great day. Thank you. You too, Tashi. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you. Another podcast, another recording has been done. We're so happy that Denise LaRosa could join us this Thursday morning. And I want everybody to have a great, fabulous weekend, and we'll see you next week on MGM Radio. Thank you.